Hello, and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. We are here in downtown Bellevue at Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining us today are co-hosts, Jamie, president of promotions and of PHOP Promotions and host of Table Talk Northwest. Hello, darling. Hello, how are you? I'm following along. I know, we're just relaxing in this beautiful art gallery, not paying attention. But hi, I'm Jamie. I love that. And then we also have Mayumi Muller of Make It a Great Day. God, can I talk today? No. That's okay. Hello there, everyone. So we are going to be chatting on why fear is socially savvy. Um, We're going to be chatting on selecting wines for the holidays, as well as Mayumi has brought in the topic of um, dealing with the fear of meeting parents and family when you're dating somebody during the holidays. Dating, dating. That was a long time ago, but I I have a really rich imagination, so I think I can follow along. Oh yeah, and that's the fun. It's like it, typically a lot of the people who are on the show with us are single because you know being in a long-term relationship well is almost as prehistoric as a dinosaur. But we're not going to go there today. Amen, <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, we're going to be covering our socially acceptable and unacceptable, of course. So please feel free to join in the conversation by calling in at three two three eight four three six zero nine zero. Today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery and Rainier Beer. Hello, everybody. Vitamin R. Vitamin R, um, well, it's actually brought to you by quite a few more things, but we'll be bringing them all up during the show. (laughs) They just happen to be our major headliners today. Um, Well, we're going to start off our first tasting today with one of my personal favorites. Uh, They have, we've had the pleasure of working with them since before our two-year anniversary, and that is El Zacatecano. Zacatecano, I love that. Oh, my God. El Zac, as everybody now says it, because trying to say El Zacatecano, it took me, I have to tell you, I remember sitting in the mirror going, El Zacatecano, El Zacatecano. It's where trying the to make it. Yes. El Zacatecano. And it, say it quickly. You do. Work. You want it to say quickly right. so that it just rolls off the tongue, you know, like a, 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 a typical Mexican. Myself. Although it's easier, I think, just to say Zac, because isn't that's, that what it's known by that's now? That's what they shortened it yeah. to, which I thought was brilliant marketing. If people can't say it right, fix it for them. Um, <laughs> it's very smooth. It is. It is. Uh, I'm smooth. tasting it right now in a delicious margarita, and I'm really enjoying it. They made. Um, I'm going to have one of the. Elves, am I going to have one of the elves girls over here? We're going to just talk about. No, I guess we're just. I got the two the the ghost looks on our face. Oh, okay. We're going to have one of the girls come oh. over and you, Jamie, oh, oh, yeah. talk about it. Um, they made margaritas, and then. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about Zach and. Uh, where it came from. I know that um, Edgar Martinez and uh, Jean Juarez. Jean Juarez. What a combination. Yes, you know, power. And I have also heard that it is the most popular, obviously, in Mexico, but I'm wondering if it's also the most popular in Seattle because you've got these local people who are producing this product. Well, and it has be, its popularity is growing, which we're very happy to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember they had originally launched it a couple of years ago, and then some of the rules and regulations in importing changed, and so they went, you know, a lot of people would have just walked away from it, um, but they went after it. They made it happen, and um, anybody who knows about uh, tequilas and mezcals, they are not the same thing. That's right. Some people I would, just really learned that yeah, a few minutes ago. I had to educate myself a little bit on that one. Um, a mezcal is a pure form of a particular agave plant, so I'm going to have them talk about it. Patron, I would think that it was smoother than Patron. Um, me and my girlfriend shared a bottle, and the next night or the next morning, I didn't have a hangover. It's very smooth. It's 
great on the rocks. It's um, he's great as a shooter. Um, <laughs> and no hangover. I mean, yeah, no, there you go. No hangover. Yes. <laughs> very clean, crisp. There are drink. I think everybody that tried it um, when I hosted my party enjoyed it. I didn't hear one negative thing. Everybody loved it. Awesome. Thank you. And we're just so excited to have them again be a part of Socially Savvy. Um, they are have participated, and we have participated in several events with them. Uh, again, you know, when you're talking about being able to enjoy something as with a mixer, this is one that is tastes fantastic by itself, but mixed in a mixed drink where you don't have that bite. It just has a smoothness and a sophistication that I think is a lot of fun. Alrighty, so we're sitting here at Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. It is a little bit of heaven when you're coming into Bellevue, uh, kind of one of the social epicenters. And my friend Gunnar, I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about you. It's been a while since we chatted, uh, kind of where you came from. And you've got some fantastic artists that are coming in, that have come in this month and next month. Thank you, LB. Um, we appreciate um, always having you here. It's always a fun time. Um, well, you know, we were in Kirkland for 18 years, moved here five years ago, so actually five years ago this month, uh, we opened the day after Thanksgiving um, just five years ago, so it's been a, a survival tactic for us uh, during this down economy to move out of Kirkland, sadly, but uh, have landed in uh, a location that we absolutely love, um, being right next to Joey's, the Hyatt Hotel, Daniel's, it's been a, a fabulous um, move for us. Um, this month... We just opened a new show by a Nebraska artist named Robert Allen, uh, probably some of the very best abstract work we've ever had. He is, um, we've carried him four years now, so he's, uh, I met him um, probably seven or eight years ago in Kirkland and just wasn't quite ready. It, it's, a, it's funny how different environments will, will um, offer different perspectives. Um, Kirkland was not an abstract community. Bellevue is, and so his work has done very well for us here. And um, we had him out here on Wednesday night for an opening, and, and uh, he appreciated coming back to the Northwest and, and uh, getting out of Nebraska. Um, <laughs> next, next month, we have three artists, and, and three artists that we've shown over the past um, 25 years. Um, Ray Pelly, who's one of our photorealist artists, he's softened his work a little bit for this show. They're going to be, uh, uh, the show's going to be uh, entitled Habitats. The... Um, the work by Ray Pelly will be down, kind of downtown urban scenes, habitats, whether it be a home, whether it be a storefront, um, but very urban. Uh, Milo Duke, who is doing watercolors in a surreal aspect with these birds that um, their habitat being in trees, but it's very zen. They're absolutely spectacular. I can't say enough good things about Milo Duke's work. And Wendy, Wendy Weiss, who will be doing um, also habitats of uh, surreal work of um, primarily birds, uh, a little bit of uh, fowl, uh, different, different types of birds, um, tree houses, um, bird nests, a variety of different, different things. So it'll, it should be a very, very good month for us in December. Well, we're very excited to be here. It's always such a great background and scenery to do shows and have people come and visit. Um, art is one of my favorite things to get as a gift just because in order to buy a piece of art for somebody, you have to know quite a bit about them. There takes a lot of thought that goes into it. Um, and typically I know that I've, whenever my husband and I have thought about buying art for ourselves or other people, we've actually brought them into the gallery and watched 
how they respond to different pieces so that you kind of have a good idea of what to get them. And, you know, Gunner is great. You can go over to him and go, Gunner, you know, take note of that for me. And then, you know, get back to him and he'll make sure everything's taken care of for you. But so thank you so much for being our location sponsor this month. Okay, so here we go. It is, gosh, what are we? We're in the middle of November, and um, the weather is interesting. We are prepping for Thanksgiving, which, interestingly enough, comes very late this year, which means it pushes out the entire holiday season very late yet again. Uh, so I think people are just now starting to wrap their heads around, wow, the holidays are not just around the corner. We're, we're standing on the straight. Yes, um, and with that, I brought in Jamie because uh, I know that this area, we absolutely adore our wines. A lot of people mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. We adore our beverages and going into the holidays. I think a lot of people, if they're not um, very fairly well versed in wine, they can be very intimidated by it. Mm -hmm. So I brought you in because I know that with your table talk and your experience working with Woodenville Wine Country, right. um, you would have some great tips and tricks for us for selecting wines for the holidays. So you know, and and you can and seriously, you cannot go wrong today. There's so many choices. Oh my gosh, yes. And, and also, there are a lot of choices when it comes to uh, just the craft industry in general, craft beer, craft spirits. You oh know, my gosh! So yeah. many things being made locally that I mean, they're they're all really special gifts. Hard ciders. Yeah. Oh, and I'm I'm totally a cider fan, and cider has just I've grown just like learned. Yeah. Uh huh. Just grown like mad. So so you know, I kind of look at it two ways. It's like if I'm entertaining, I had a bunch of people over the other night, and and I tend to have, you know, I put a little something out for everybody, or I at least have it available. I may yeah. not have it out on the table, but I have it available. And so usually people come in, you know, I'm saying, oh, you know, what would you like? Are you looking for, you know, always you got to start with sparkling as far as I'm See, concerned. I love sparkling. We're going right? to finish with sparkling We're going to finish with sparkling. You can start or end with it, you know, or you can drink it all the way through. It doesn't really matter. But I think sparkling wine is kind of a no-brainer. It's also a great gift if you're, if you're thinking about a holiday gift, uh, even if, it, if you're going to someone's house for Thanksgiving. It, it goes with Very everything well at with Thanksgiving. Everything. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Christmas, always wonderful holiday, New Year's Eve. So there's plenty of sparkling available right now. And actually, one of I mean, everybody's familiar with Chateau Saint-Michel. And they have recently actually rebranded their domain, Saint-Michel, into just now a brand called Michelle. Oh, nice. And it's a very lovely bottle. It's actually very feminine-looking bottle. And it's a, a great price. It's only $13. It's a really light, delicate, you know, apple-y kind of sparkling wine. Oh, that wonderful. is a perfect gift, not expensive. You can make it look really nice with a really cool wine bag or a really cool ribbon. And it's just a great gift. I mean, who well, doesn't want a bottle of sparkling? Well, right? and that's one of the things I was, uh, I love that you started with sparkling because when there's there, different wines and different things have different perceptions. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for that immediate impression of, wow, sparkling does, because when you see sparkling, whether it be sparkling wine or an actual champagne, mm -hmm. um, people immediately think of celebration and that's they right. think you've thought about it. So I just think it is a wonderful presentation. It's always appreciated. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking white wine, and you know, even in entertaining, I always want to have a couple of white wines on hand. I myself tend to go for red wines more often, although there are so many great red wines. I mean, so many great white wines. But Riesling is another one that I think is a wonderful wine to have on hand, particularly for somebody who maybe isn't a, a, a big drinker, doesn't really like wine. It's a great introductory wine for someone. Um, it's light. It goes with all kinds of food. It could go with spicy food. It could go with Asian food. You know, I just love Riesling. Um, and Washington State makes some of the best Rieslings out there. So. Well, and I think one of the misconceptions, and I would love to kind of point this out, is when people hear Riesling, they automatically think super sweet. Most Riesling is not 
super sweet. It can have a very sweet tendency to it, but there are variations on that. Many styles from dry to sweet. Absolutely. Love that. Um, Chardonnay, and I don't know, a lot of people, you know, it's the ABC, anything but Chardonnay, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, Washington does Chardonnay so very differently. That's right. And for me, if I were going to talk about really a benchmark Chardonnay for Washington State, I would choose Forgeron Cellars, who now has a tasting room in Woodenville and in Walla Walla. Oh, totally have to check them out now. Yeah, and their uh, Chardonnay is pretty affordable. I think it's like about $25, right around $25. But it's a really uh, crisp, light Chardonnay. It's not heavy. It's not an oaked Chardonnay. It's not buttery and oaky? No, it's not like a big, fat California Chardonnay. I'm going in the other direction. I like a lighter style. And I think Forgeron is really representative of what Chardonnay grapes can do in Washington State. So that would be a good recommendation. Wonderful. Yeah, and you can go over to their tasting room in Woodenville. I mean, there's uh, 104 winery tasting rooms in Woodenville now, 104 right in our backyard. I adore that. And I just want to make a plug. You know, a lot of times we will we will jump into the grocery stores to pick out our wine just because it's convenient. Um, I did a blog here, and I was talking about um, table settings, which I will bring up at the very end of this. But one of the things I thought was such a fun thing to do is when you've got an event coming up or you have people coming in from out of town, typically you have that day or two before where they're coming in and you don't know quite what to do with them. Take them wine tasting. Have them help you pick out the wine for the the holiday event coming up. Make it more than just, I've got to run out and get wine. Make it an experience, something that you're going to remember. And then when you guys are presenting at that dinner or that party, they they take pride in because they were able to be a part of it. They were able to pick it out. And actually, there's so much going on right now with the holidays that you mentioned. Oh, my gosh. St. Nick's. St. Nick's is coming up December 6, 7, and 8. And that's a perfect time to sample lots of Woodenville wineries um, and go even on the open house days. Yep. and there's lots of great gifts in the tasting room. Oh I my love gosh. to shop in they tasting have the rooms. Best, I the like best to shop gift. in general, but tasting rooms yeah. are very fun. <laughs> tasting rooms are very fun, and you get to taste wine while you're shopping, so why not, right? I know. Life doesn't get any better than that. That's right. Um, so one of, one of my favorite grapes is Cabernet Franc. Ooh. I love Cabernet Franc. I think it's a really, you know, again, a grape that grows really well in Washington State. It's a lovely wine. It's not super, super heavy. It's not like a big fat cab, but it has similar qualities. I like big fat caps. You like big fat caps? I, do. I know. There's so many things to <laughs> like. It's hard to say. But if but you're the, buying a wine for, you know, soft. again, an, in, yeah, an introductory wine for someone or someone who says, I'm not really a big red wine drinker, and you try them on a Cabernet Franc, you know, you might just uh, sway them over to your side there. And a couple that I would recommend, I love the Chinook Cellars um, from uh, Yakima. It's 100% Yakima Valley fruit. Uh, 15 years of state-grown grapes, uh, $23 for their 2010, which is really affordable, I think. Yeah, most definitely. They do not have a tasting room in Woodenville, but you can find Chinook in many of the wine stores around. Obviously, in Bellevue, you've got Pete's. Pete's carries just about everything, so... And QFC, I mean, my goodness, we've got QFC great, has a great wine selection, say, especially the, the one here in Bellevue. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. they are. They do a really good job. Um, and also, if you are going to go into the grocery store because you're under a time crunch, do realize that most of the grocery stores here during what would be considered regular hours, usually between that 11 and 6, they have somebody on they staff that can help you with your wine. Right. And these aren't guys who just stock the wine. These guys are tasting and meeting with the winemakers. They know more about wine than most of us. <laughs> they, they really, really do. They so do. if you tell them, hey, you know, we're just making a basic dinner or we're doing something really elaborate, t- you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to be able to give you some great advice on where to move for it. They do they definitely do. want to help. That's me. And, you know, that. when you walk into the grocery store, you see a sea of labels. And it is really hard to figure out what you How want. You choose, yeah. Unless you, unless you know. And really, I still say with the millions and millions of wine brands that are out there, that wine is still sort of a, 
you know, person by person sale. It's like when it you is. go into the tasting room, you meet the winemaker, they pour you wine, you hear about it, you learn about where the grapes are grown, you remember the story, you remember oh, yeah. the label, and next time you go into the grocery store, you're like, oh, well, I met that winemaker. Yep. Or, and pretty soon there's a story behind each of the bottles that you prefer when you go into the store. And really that's the whole point, I think, behind wine is that there is a story behind every bottle. There's a history behind every experience. Exactly. Yeah. And, for for those of us who have a tendency to um, have a fabulous time at parties and then consequently get all wrapped up and forget the name of the wine that they were drinking, <laughs> Take a picture with your iPhone. Yes, <laughs> smartphones are your new best friend. Not only can you figure out where you parked, just a little hint there, um, <laughs> you could definitely take pictures of your wine. Uh, and it's always fun, too. You know, if you're at somebody's house and they've gone to, you know, a, a, a big deal to make a, a beautiful place setting, um, or, or tabletop setting, take a picture or post it for them because people love it when you appreciate what they've done. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up when you're t- setting up your table for holiday, if, if you're having a dinner party, one of my favorite things to do is to find out what everybody's preference. Some people preference beer. Some people preference bourbon, scotch, whiskey, wine, sparkling. Um, if you want to make a very fun, unique table setting, uh, in between each couple, put the type of glass that they're going to be drinking out of and the bottle that of their choice. Oh, so it creates a, a nice very party. fun and festive I party. Like that. And then other people <laughs> can share with it, but it's just a great way of presenting each of the different and saying, you know, then the other cool thing about this is if it's a favorite drink of somebody and somebody across the table maybe isn't so familiar, it can create conversation. They can come up, well, I don't know a whole lot about bourbon. Well, what do you think? And then it starts off another conversation. I'd like an invitation to that party. Okay. <laughs> I will make sure that we make that happen. <laughs> I have my own bottle right next to me. I like that. That's awesome. What a great idea. Thank you. I thought it was kind of fun. Very, very cool. Um, another thing you can do along those lines, I think, is you can do a wine tasting, a blind wine tasting oh, with yeah. your friends, which is always fun. Always fun. fun. Have a wine tasting table. That's always fun. Love that. And hard cider. We were talking about hard cider. Oh, my gosh. That stuff is so much fun. I am. I know. Isn't it yeah, so good? I love it. It's a little scary because you you can get caught up in it. It's yeah. so smooth. It is yeah. so easy it to is. drink. It's like a, and sometimes it's got it's a little so bit warm. of effervescent, like you feel like you're drinking an adult soda pop yeah. a little bit, although it's not always sweet. Right. They have dry yeah. cider also. But I do love the apple flavor. And it's lower alcohol than some. Yeah. I like it with the fireball shot dropped in there. Oh, okay. Now that's fantastic. I like that. The apple cider. Okay. Yeah. I haven't tried that. Okay. I'm going to go back, listen to this recording, and I'm going to try that. We're not messing around. She no. likes the fireball shot in there. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Well, you know, we were talking about sparkling wine earlier, and I also want to say with sparkling wine, you can make a great holiday cocktail and add a little bit of sparkling wine to it or champagne. Oh, so, like yes. My favorite holiday cocktail that I'm serving right now, so easy, not a whole bunch of ingredients. Frozen berries, raspberry vodka, a little bit of soda water, a splash of sparkling wine, and a little splash of Grand Marnier. Oh, pretty. And it is such I'll a simple gorgeous. cocktail, and it looks so pretty, and everybody's like, oh, my God, what's in here? And it's like, it's so good, and it's so simple. Oh, I love that. You know? Well, and I think you make a good point, too. Adding When you're talking about sparkling, if you add any fruit, one of my favorite fruits to add when you have a very tall, elegant um, champagne glass is put um, a candied hibiscus flower in the bottom. Then pour the champagne in, and you will watch it bloom right. and bubble. It is one of the most gorgeous and sensual things <laughs> you know, when you're talking about a drink. It is a very sexy drink. So if you okay, want to impress I'm handing people, it back to, to, to Miyumi. Miyumi's like, yeah, that'll make it a great date. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, Jamie, for all those fantastic ideas. Where can people find you for more ideas on Table Talk? Uh, TableTalkRadio.net is where they can find me. It will soon be changing to Table Talk Northwest, and we are I'm relaunching. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. It's very fun. It's you know conversation much like this. We love to sit around, talk, and taste. We talk about wine and food, and we uh, go to the source. We talk to chefs and winemakers and farmers oh, and yeah, all the all the sources of where all these wonderful products come from. So we hope you'll join us on TableTalkRadio.net. Awesome. Thank you so much. The Pain Center of Bellevue Roof offers real relief to real pain and a healthier approach to your lifestyle. With services including chiropractic, weight loss, trigger point injections, acupuncture, massage, and rehab, you are sure to find your healthier approach to your life. You can find them at www.bellevuepaincenter.com. Tell them Socially Savvy sent you and receive a 30-minute doctor-supervised trigger point massage and pain management consultation. You can also get a hold of them by calling 425-455-2225. Okay, so um, we're going to skip the second tasting. We're going to wait until the last tasting only because this is way too good and I don't feel like cracking open another bottle. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this Mezcal, they uh, do such a great job. I believe it's um, dominant. Um, Dimitri's um, seasoning, or not seasoning, but mix that they use with it. And it, talk about a, a super easy, fast solution for a beverage. You add a little bit of cranberry juice into this, and you have got the perfect Christmas cocktail that adds a freshness to your evening. I absolutely adore them. So thank you again, El Zacticano. All right, so let's chat beer. Um, I did a blog. I've been working on this blog for almost four months, little bits and pieces, because uh, fear is one of those things that has a tendency to uh, paralyze us. We get very, uh, we get brought in by fear a lot, and we look at it as a very negative thing in our life instead of looking at it for what it truly is, um, which is a warning sign. And so this is, I wanted to go over the blog that I wrote, and then I wanted to talk about it, because for me, this was a journey that I have taken several times, and it is a journey that you will retake and revisit many different times in your life, depending on what's going on. Um, but it's been very interesting over the past few months to see how the word fear is put out there and how it is used. Most people are threatened and paralyzed by fears, but those few who step back, detach from the emotion fear brings, can find success. So how do you do that? Well, here's my perspective on that. Fear is the illusion of everything that could go wrong but doesn't need to. It gives us a hyperlink into what to avoid. It's not set in stone, nor does it hold any control over us. One of the most amazing definitions of fear I have ever heard came from the movie After Earth. Fear is not real. The only place fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. This is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. And that was quoted by Will Smith. I watched that part of the movie over and over and over and over, like literally because it captured me in a way that um, really helped me to grab a hold of something that was holding me back. And typically fear is that one thing that holds us back. Um, so with that said, how do we use fear as a hyperlink to a successful future? We look at fear as a warning sign, if you will. When you see a sign ahead that says danger, no shoulder, do we drive off the road or do we simply pay a bit more attention when we're driving down that strip? When we see a fire engine and smoke, do we douse ourselves with water and look, or do we look around to, to see how we can help keep the fire from spreading? Now on to a more personal perspective. 
when you see a handsome guy or a beautiful girl across the room, do you hang your head and tell yourself they're out of your league? Or do you put your best smile on and go for it? Mm-hmm. I got you, didn't I? <laughs> so what's the key? Why is it that the more personal of an impact something has, the, holder, the, the tighter we hold fear instead of celebrating the possibility of success? Mm-hmm. It's because we've learned to fear no above all else. We're afraid of rejection instead of learning from it and becoming stronger. So it boils down to this. Everything we do is a choice, and everything has the possibility of success and failure. Letting fear tell you that you will fail instead of using your fear to know how to avoid it is the key. Analyze, decide, and act. Life will do the rest. What a few mistakes, what's a few mistakes in life if you can live a life full of unrealized fears because you didn't let them stop you. Um, I think that when you take and you put something as potent as fear in its place, it's amazing within, this is one of those things within moments of this realization, you can literally turn your life around. You can assist, help you turn your children's lives around. Um, Coworkers, you can empower people in a way that literally can change lives in seconds. I agree with that, and I know that um, fear is something, obviously, that people are afraid of, but I read a book um, a few years back um, as I was, you know, it was actually four years ago going through my divorce, and it's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I like that. It's the most amazing book, and, you know, fear is an opportunity for us to face it and grow. Yeah. And so through growth, you know, it's it's the best thing for our lives. It can change our lives. So... Feel the fear and do it anyway. It's just a great book. Susan Jeffries is the author. It's a great book. Not a lot of pages. I think it's like 120 pages all. So um, it's an easy read. Great messages in that book. It's a great book. Well, I think if we take a look at the sociological and the physiological effect of fear, Mm -hmm. fear actually can give us a physical power, a physical presence, because it triggers... if the fight or flight, exactly. And when you utilize that to your advantage, you know, just like in the movie After Earth, I thought that they did a fantastic job of just showing the culmination of as as the um, the the guy, the young guy in the movie. I can't remember what his name was in the movie. As he goes through and he's finally faced with that ultimate, being able to take control of his life. You know, there were it was a very extreme type of situation, but you think about that. In, in real life, there are so many moments where you have that opportunity to just take control and to breathe and to be empowered by the knowledge of what to avoid. I mean, why do you think we teach education? We educate so that we know what possibilities are and what to avoid. That's exactly. why we take history. And I think if we can learn to shift that thought process again, we can find a lot of success in just everyday things, just just regular life, let alone the big things we may want to accomplish. Absolutely. And don't not do anything because you're afraid. Oh, my God. That's if I'm the afraid, best time to do it. Oh, yeah. If I'm afraid, I'm going for it. Exactly. I'm fall down, bruised knees, make an ass out of myself. I don't care. <laughs> I'm totally all for it. Miss Jamie, what about you? Do you I'm, have a favorite fear story? I'm not story? afraid of no, I, you know, I, no, no this is a really good one, believe it or not. When I first um, started out in the restaurant field many, 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 many years ago, and I was down in Los Angeles working for a very large restaurant company, and um, I was literally sort of paralyzed with getting up and speaking in front of large groups of people. I would get <laughs> up there, and I literally could not, like, I would forget 
my mind would just go blank. I would, my mouth would get dry, and I would just be like, I couldn't remember anything, you know. And so I have to print out all my notes and read it, basically. And even then, it was just so uncomfortable. And so here I am, years later, totally. <laughs> if there's a micro- the mic, yeah. If there's a microphone in I the room, it. it's in my yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. and it's funny you say that because when I was growing up, I was very shy, and you know, it's. Even this morning, and I'm not even kidding you guys, even this morning I'm sitting there and I've been fighting a cold and I'm like, why am I doing this still? Why am I, you know, this is, and, and I get here and I'm talking with you guys. And, and you I go, love it. And I love it. And this is why I do it. But it's always that I, I haven't been on air for uh, about a week and a half, maybe once in the last, not week and a half, but in the last um, month and a half. And that fear still can come back and, and try to grip me. Does. And I just have to go, I've done uh, almost 200 shows. What the heck is my problem? You know what? I know. And I don't know if it ever goes away. I think it stays a little bit just to give you that extra added adrenaline I rush. I think it can give you that edge. And yeah. then that feeling of success when you're done, you feel really great about it. Yeah, you're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I do because I, I get that same lift when I do radio. And it's uh, just super fun. I absolutely love it. I love it. What about you? Any other thoughts on fear, Miss Mayumi? I know we're going to be going into your segment here and touching base a little bit, but I have lots of fear daily. But you know, <laughs> I just found that you know I just have to attack every fear that I go through throughout the day and just do it. Yeah. You know, it's like Nike, right? We just do it. Just so, do it. Just do it. I love it. Okay, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, located in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across from the Hyatt and Joey's, is the perfect place to check out a foray to make. Your house feel like a home. Buy art, it makes you feel better. One of my favorite places to buy art. Me too. Actually, it's the first place I ever bought a piece of art. Me too. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Miss Mayumi of Make It a Great Date. I absolutely love the name of your company. Thank I have to say. you very much. Um, you're going to be chatting with us today about the fear of meeting the family over the holidays when you're dating somebody. Now, like absolutely, Jamie and I, and you were talking earlier. We, Jamie and I, long-term relationships. Okay, can't even. I mean, I've been with the same guy for 27 years. I can't but even. Think about imagine. 27 years ago <laughs> when you introduced Brett to your family. How okay, was that? First off, um, I thought my mother was going to kill him. <laughs> Second off, I thought my stepdad was going to kill him and my okay. brother and everybody else. So, yeah, but I was also a whopping, you know, somewhere between 17 and 19 when my family eventually all met him because I met him in high school. Um, but I think you do make a good point. I, I don't think those fears uh, about meeting your family ever go away. They don't. And they continuously, you know, with changes in our lives and our marriage, our relationships, you know, introducing every year, you know, that you're always having a new something a new fear that you that might come up that you're afraid during that family meeting that it might um, come up so I have four tips to help that process so that you don't um, indulge in information that really shouldn't go out to the family I love that oh that's good you like that so yes, the first one is make sure that you and your partner agree to the status of your relationship okay <laughs> Oh, I could just see that one now. It's just like those movies, so my if, boyfriend and your what? <laughs> yeah, so if you're thinking that he's going to make the announcement um, yes, of engagement uh, at the Thanksgiving dinner, don't assume that. So what I would like for our relationship to do before they introduce to the family is discuss what the status is. Are they boyfriend and girlfriend? How long have you been dating? Is it 10 months? Is it 9 months? Is it 2 months? 
and really establish and stick to that point so that Aunt Betty doesn't come and corner you in the corner and, and try to get all miserable. the information from you. Oh my exactly. God, yeah. Another thing is that when you're bringing um, your family to the, uh, your uh, partner to the family for Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, I need to cover all the, all of the holidays. Any holiday um, that we may have any, missed. We apologize for <laughs> we that. Apologize Please for call that. in and let us know. <laughs> um, is that let your partner know of any family secrets. Because you want them to be prepared that if Aunt Sally has a drinking problem and she ends up at the end of the night dancing on the tables, you want your partner to know, hey, that's not a reflection of me. Yeah. It's just how Aunt Sally um, celebrates Thanksgiving and holiday dinners. Or perhaps maybe if you have a family member that has a tendency to greet everybody in whitey tidies, that's, yes. that's good information to know so yes. that you can just kind of look past it and over it and pretend like nothing's really going on. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know, another thing is, that. <laughs> well, you have to share the pet peeves because you want your partner to know that, hey, you know, oh, if Uncle Clarence corners you, you're stuck for the rest of the night. Yeah. So you need to be aware that just give Uncle Clarence bullet point points so that he knows that he can leave the conversation. Don't hang. Don't linger because that's the uncle that will hold you in conversation the whole night. What about having a um, a catchphrase that basically screams, "Help me, I'm dying." That is a great <laughs> that is a great idea. Um, we, my husband and I, do have words if we're ready to go, what have you, or if we're meeting someone and I can't remember the name, I'll my husband will say, "Hi, I'm Aaron, and your name is." See, that's how I do it all the time because I'm terrible. We do with it names. all the time. I'm terrible. So with names. yes, you can have a phrase. Well. Where when you're talking to Uncle Clarence, you can say, hey, you know what? I think Mayumi just called me. I'll be right back. I like that, yeah. Because I've been in situations where I've been locked up with family, and I'm, like, looking across, trying to make eye, to eye contact, yeah. you know, and, and it's just not happening. And to have that catchphrase, like, something you could say, like, if he hears the word cactus come out of my mouth, you better run across the room and say it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, honey, I'll have another drink. Yes. Could I have another drink, please, darling? That usually means I'm dying. <laughs> yes. It's always good to establish prior to. And you know what? You really need to be prepared to leave early. We, you're introducing your partner to the family members. You don't want it to linger the whole night. Let the family enjoy their evening. Introduce your partner. Keep it short and sweet, but then also announce earlier, prior to going in to your dinner or your lunch or what have you, that, hey, you know what? Um, Aaron and I have to leave early, so we're going to plan like on that. leaving at about 7.30. It's because we have another appointment that we have to get to. See, I, I love that because it does. It gives, it makes it comfortable. Anytime you meet new people, you could even be excited to be meeting them, but it still can be so overwhelming and yes. emotionally draining. Emotionally draining. You need to give yourself an out because if the relationship is truly meant to be, they're going to have many more dinners and holidays to celebrate. So, and drill you. <laughs> and drill you. So keep it short and simple, um, you know, and then have an exit route. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Those are awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I, you're I love, welcome. I love having you on the show because, you know, again, you come at it from the, the singles and dating perspective. But taking a listen and thinking about some of the things you're talking about, even in a long-term relationship, I know my husband and I will go in, even when we're going to family functions and stuff, he's like, okay, so let's just agree that we're going to leave at 830. Absolutely. It, it and is, you would do it, it, it really just in does. a long 
My yeah. husband and I do that as well. We're, we set up a time. But also let the guest, the host know, not the guest, the host, host know, know, hey, you know what, we have another event that we're going to go to or we have another uh, prior engagement that we, but we, but you are really special to us. So we, so we wanted to, to make here. sure that we came here. And then that way there's no resentment. I love that. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Well, gonna, thank you for I'm having be me. Using some of these as we uh, go through the holidays now. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Any? I know that you, like me, have been in a long-term relationship. Long-term relationship. However, I did meet my husband on J Date many years ago, so I knew that you would be happy with that one, right? That. What's J Date? J Date is like um, Match.com yeah. for Jewish people. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and and again, my ignorance is bliss. <laughs> So, um, and actually, uh, when I met my husband, uh, we, it was kind of one of those that after we first met, we knew right away we were going to be together. And so bringing him to the family, actually, I brought him the first time he met my family was at a silver dinner. Oh, my. So it was like a holiday dinner. Oh, my. But actually, it was fine. It it went really well. It was really, yeah, I mean, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we, we were a little bit, we were was, a little yes. bit older, yeah. so, you know. Well, and culturally, you guys had very right. defined yes. lines of exactly. what was expected. Um, and I think, that, you know, that's, I think that's one of the great advantages when you're of the same culture. You have a, a level of expectation yeah. in which you Just know it creates yeah. so much yeah. comfort in, mm-hmm. a, in a scenario. Um, I met my husband when I was in high school, and the first time I went out with him, I was, 16. <laughs> yeah, that went over well. Um, and he came to pick me up, and I was raised by a single mom, and she's very concerned. Oh, sure. You she know. wants the details. Um, she wanted, you know, he came to the door. He was very respectful, came to the door, and I didn't realize what, that she was, I hadn't put all these pieces together. And she goes, where's your mother? And he goes, well, I mean, he's 17. He's right. been driving for quite a while. Well, um, sh- no, I'm not comfortable with her driving with you. <laughs> I damn near died. Um, but he being the person that he is, which is why, you know, 27 years down the line, we're still together. He went back to his house, grabbed his mother, and, and came back oh, and picked me up. Oh, smart man. So, you know, culturally, we, we grew up very differently. So that was, again, something we wouldn't see, and, and we were both pretty young. But being able to kind of roll with those kind of punches, it doesn't matter what age you're at. doesn't matter what family. You know, again, if you walk in and somebody's in their whitey tighties, just kind of roll with it. And I'm glad I've not experienced that yet. Yeah, that that's well, And, you know, I think it's just all about preparation, you know, and when yeah. we're preparing to meet the family or we're preparing to go on a date or we're preparing for the show, what I think, what I found is a lot of couples do not plan. Yeah. And even though you think you don't need to plan, it's really nice to have a discussion before you actually do an activity. Yes. Whether you've been married for 20-something years or you've been dating for a month. Yeah. Planning, I totally and agree that with just that. draws more communication between the two people because you can never over-communicate. Communication is key to keeping the relationship together. I think you can hammer a topic to death, but if it, I think re- introducing new topics and new concerns, I think you're very correct in Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Communication, um, and my husband is by far, interestingly enough, much better at forcing the communication. I have a tendency right. to want to back off and go, you know, I'll just deal with it. And right. that's not always the smartest way to go. Well, when I was talking to Jamie, you know, Jamie looks fabulous. So if you guys want to see her, you need to check her out on her Facebook page or Twitter. But, you know, she thinks she's just this older, so much older than me. But oh, this my is God, she totally is We not. were talking about that. And, you know, once we get to the age where maybe – the physical kind of goes away, and this is like why, 44. Well, like no, older than that. The reason why so we started our dating, 
dating services because of the communication aspect. Yeah. Once all of that goes away, you're really left to communicate and talk and reminisce, and that's the most fabulous part of growing old with your partner. Yeah. I have to say... Um, Are you listening out there, folks? Yeah. I wasn't meaning to anyone in particular. Anyone at all? Um, it's funny because I was talking... Well, I wasn't talking. Some uh, question came up on Facebook from us somebody that um, I'm mutual Facebook friends with, and they put out this question about a relationship that they're aware of that's still in the very beginning stages, but some very unusual activity had come up. So they put it out in a very, I thought, a very polite way, but desperately asking for help and support. Um, And coming from a 27-year relationship, you know, at this point, my husband and I can almost honestly say we've talked about pretty much everything (laughs) we and and one of the things that that came out of this conversation that i find so intriguing and i still have to remind myself it is through the course of conversation that you realize and you need to realize continually nonstop that males and females are completely different and and if you think that a man feels anything less than a woman or a woman feels anything less than a man, you are an idiot and you have no business being in a long-term relationship. I, I, I struggle so much with people who, when, when some, a male or is trying to communicate, because right now the conversation has been um, trashing on men for not understanding or, or for empowering women. Um, yes, women, it, it was our time to be empowered, and that's great, but understanding that men feel very, very deeply, they just deal with it, so very, very differently, they and a lot do. of that comes out through conversation when you take the time to sit there and listen and talk with them. Mm-hmm. All right. We need some more tips on that one. Oh, we're going to have fun. I'm back to you. You're the one with all the tips. Oh, trust me. We're going to be coming true. up on and some And we'll great. come back. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's why you know, I'm going to do a, a shameless plug for my um, I love your shameless plug. Please making, do. MakeItAGreatDate.com. We are inspired by true love. And so how we match our clients is we match them through Myers and Briggs. We utilize the personality profile assessment, which my husband and I became certified in. And so by doing that, we can identify what our client's type is, and then we match them with the type with the least amount of flexing. Not saying that you, you shouldn't or don't flex in a marriage or relationship, but if you have to flex so much that you lose yourself and you lose your identity in your own self, then it's not worth being, it's, it's almost better being alone. So we help our clients match with the perfect partner that meets their personality type. I love that. Well, because I, I truly believe that there are two different kinds of relationships. There's like, like Jamie and I were talking when it came to our guys, there was that immediate, we got punched in the face. And I've told my husband dozens of times, when it came to him, I did not have a choice. And it's, that's not a statement of, woe is me. That's a statement of right. celebration. There was no choice. My, uh, my feeling and my emotion for you was immediate. My connection exactly. for you was immediate. Um, and that can bring its own set of problems. <laughs> we are completely opposite. But, and that's where some of that flexing comes in. Right. But then there is that other type of, of relationship where when you go into looking for a mate and you are very aware of who you are and what you are, Absolutely. you can choose instead of just life randomly choosing you. Right. And again, we cater to a lot of our clientele is, like I was telling Jamie earlier, a second or third marriage. So in the event that, you know, in our second or third marriage, we're a little bit more mature. So we're really looking for a partner that we want to stay with. And and you and your husband really are a great couple because you've managed to 
understand each other, flex where you need to flex. And you know what? I know that your husband will say, you know what, LB, you can go do what you need to do for, you know, go for a couple hours, go enjoy your friends, go enjoy your time. Yeah. And that's the thing. Your hus- My husband knows when I get to the point where I'm really trying to hold it in, but then he'll say, hey, you know what? I'm going to watch the kids. Why don't you go and get a manicure? Yeah. That's all I... I feel guilty saying that, leaving him with the kids. Right. But guess what? That's when you know that your communication with your partner is special because you and can understand that. Their awareness exactly. is there Exactly. Yeah. No. And, it's, and it, again, you know, during the holidays, we get so caught up in trying to um, take care of friends and do all these other types of things. Uh, yes. One of the topics we're going to be covering, which I'm super excited about, is holidays and gift giving. Um, we're going to take a different twist on it uh, December 6th. Six, I think I, c- I can't remember which which show, but we've got some very unique perspectives on on how to handle that and creating a more harmonious holiday season that um, creates less strife exactly. in relationships. Um, so be looking forward to that. Well, holidays can be very stressful on the relationship. Yes. So going into it again and just communicating what the expectations were. I'm having Thanksgiving for the first time with my husband's family. Oh boy. And so what we've done is put together an outline of of what foods we're going to have and what what I might expect moving forward with the Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Who put the list together? Ooh. We both did. Oh, oh it, it so was, very well done. It was a done. team project. Well I done. I like it. <laughs> Again, the communication, love that. I had to ask. We had to have some there. <laughs> she won, though. She won on that topic. I love that. Thanks again, Mayumi. Advanced Thank Skin you. and Body Solutions, a Medi Spa in Bellevue, offers a full array of services that include lash extensions, Botox, laser hair removal, body wraps, and facials, just to name a few. With a friendly, well-trained staff, you will find your services at the highest quality and your results the best. Check them out at www.eastsidebodyandskin.com. And with that, we're going to be jumping into our socially acceptable and unacceptable because, of course, blunt works best. Um, we used to do some savvy hints, and sometimes we will pull them in, sometimes not. I think during the holidays, uh, one of the key points I want to make is don't drop hints. Um, people are too caught up, I mean, between jobs and the holidays and parties and, you know, again, if you're in a new relationship, there's so much going on in the holidays. Um, a hint is going to get missed, and then you're going to get mad. So. Don't drop a hint. Amen. Be blunt. And when I say be blunt, if there is a bra and Victoria's Secret magazine that you want, rip the page out, circle it, and drop it on the table. Because guys, when it com- and guys will tell you this, they don't get hints. They'll look at you and they'll go, tell it to me straight. Just tell me what you want. Uh, you know, the surprise thing gets to happen like we twice, don't want twice that in our frying life. pan, right? No, don't or want the, the rice cooker. Don't want the iron. Yeah, don't need another and don't piece need of the ironing board from equipment. the mother-in-law. No, 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 no. So be, you so, know. I, I just want to make sure you're all listening out there. The tip was <laughs> be blind. Find it in the magazine, circle, circle it, it, and, and put, put it, it on, on the desk. Tape. Yes. Or take a picture. Yeah, yeah send them. You look what I found, honey. Yeah. Send a text message. I mean. Again, during the holidays, don't, don't leave so much to chance that you are disappointed. So, blunt works best. Um, my socially acceptable is if you're bringing wine um, and you prefer, it's a wine that you prefer, like say you have a very, um, I don't want to say closed taste, but maybe your, your taste buds for wine have not expanded yet. You, you only have a couple wines that you can enjoy. Uh, don't be afraid to bring the wine and say, can we open this? 
um, uh, typically a host won't be offended. If you're not sure if the host is going to take offense, maybe they're a little bit, um, I, I hate to use the word high maintenance, but that's the perception. Some people can, you know, they, they like to have everything. So, you know, with this course, you're going to drink this. You can with use this, it. Okay, high maintenance. Um, if you think there could be a problem, bring two bottles. Bring a bottle that you want to open, and, and, and it could be, you know, one of the easiest ways to get around it. Um, if you want to drink your wine, is just say, do you mind if I open it? I know I'm not going to get a headache from this. It's a very honest answer, um, especially if you have a sensitive system. It gives you the opportunity, and, and it also gives them an out to not feel like they have to take control of the situation. They're going to take empathy, and they're going to go, hey, not a problem. I think bringing a second, I mean, I always bring, I always bring more than one bottle. And so do I. And I am that sort of <laughs> per- persnickety person who wants to drink what I want to drink, yeah, even I kind though of most of my friends have amazing fabulous wine sellers wine. and yeah but i kind of know you know what kind of what i'm going to like and so i but i often bring more than one bottle and because if you only bring one bottle that is not the bottle you should ask them to open so that's yeah. not you have to acceptable. you you kind of you do. bring one bottle that's a gift well and well unless they decide to open it because typically they've already picked out wine for the evening and that's what you should be enjoying well and it depends and, and the only thing i want to say to that is understanding like i am doing an event at my house and i've invited people to bring a beverage or appetizers to so share then it's that's assumed that it's going right. to be shared but you you make a great point um if you're going to a dinner and a somebody dinner, yeah. picked out wines to exactly. go with the courses or whatever and, right? and one other topic you bring up a really good point if you're invited over to somebody's house um do try to bring some small token of appreciation. It can be a rose. It could be a small bouquet of flowers. It can be a bottle of wine. It can be a, can I interrupt? a candle. Right. I, I was going to say a candle or an ornament. You an can go ornament. to Starbucks and get. I just did that for my sister-in-law. She Let's had a birthday party. Stay away from party. the gift cards. Stay, yeah, something very cute and simple is appreci- appreciation for yeah. your host for hosting the, the event. Yep. Something that, um, if you don't quite know what their tastes are, one of my favorite hostess gifts I've ever seen is a um, beautiful smelling hand wash that they can use on the back of the sink or in the guest bathroom so That's they don't lovely. feel obligated to have to use it themselves. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> can I come to your party? I know. Candles, if, if I get an invitation, wine. I'm definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about you ladies? Do you guys have something that... So socially acceptable is basically it's kind of talking about those points that some people would go, well, is that okay? Is that not okay? And and this is where we say, yeah, of course, that's totally okay. Well, I would agree with you, LB. I mean, you know, I know what it takes to plan a holiday event or a party, and it takes a lot of time and preparation. You've got to clean the house. If you have children, it just adds to that. So just an appreciation to the hostess or the host or the family that's providing the event, um, you know, ornaments, I love getting ornaments. Oh, so do I. I love ornament gift exchange. With the holidays, what a great idea to just buy a $10 ornament and bring that along with your wine. Um, I'm allergic to nuts. Oh, wow. So um, usually people have nuts and everything. So Everywhere. when I bring my appetizer to share, I bring something that I want and that I know I can eat because it doesn't have nuts in it, and then I won't offend. Again, it goes back to communication. I let them know ahead of time. Yes. I'm not anorexic. I actually can't eat the stuffing because it has nuts, nuts in, in it. it. Yeah. I can't eat the, the pudding because it You would appreciate my stuffing. No nuts. No. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So I agree with you. Bring the hostess. Socially acceptable is to bring the hostess something. I love that. I absolutely love that. 
I would agree with you. You know, the other thing, too, is that um, I'm, because I'm all about being blunt, there's no question that I'm fairly blunt. I love and blunt. Direct. I love and blunt. <laughs> however, it can be too much if you are, particularly when you're around a, a lot of um, foodie-type people. Oh, you have to have a filter. Okay, well, you holiday parties, be, it's time for a filter. That's right. You don't need to critique uh, oh, the dish. Oh, you know, yes. better if it were a little, you know. A little overcooked. I mean, it's like, oh, my, you just want to crawl under the table. And so that's a socially, that. I like that. It's that's like, a socially unacceptable. Yeah, no, that is completely socially unacceptable. You know, take a bite. Yeah. Oh, take hey. a bite, try it, and don't say anything there. We right? have somebody calling in. That's right. If you have nothing good to say, say nothing. Okay, right. I'm going to try to take, we have a caller. I'm going to try to take the caller. Hello, this is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy. You're calling in live. Hi, LB. It's Benson. Hey, hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm I'm doing very well, except I'm having a hard time hearing your guests. I hear you wonderfully. Oh, well, then, see, this is the, the brilliance of technology. Um, I have a backup recording that when the show finishes, we will be launching that you can clear, clearly hear everybody. <laughs> well, it's going to be late for me then, but oh. that's okay. I just wanted to let you know, and uh, great show. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying your side. That's for sure. Well, awesome. Well, t- trust me, you'll enjoy the whole show. I guess I'm going to need to m- definitely download the backup recording that has all the voices on. Can you hear your wife? All right. Good luck. Break uh, a leg. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That would be a no, so he can't hear you. So anybody who's been listening live, I apologize. I can be a bit boring all by myself, so I will definitely be downloading. The rest of the recording that you can hear everybody's voices. God, I love technology. No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. No, it's a, this is one of those things that um, because we have so much interaction, uh, there's something wrong with the settings. So, yeah, so, so keep your mic going because the backup recording definitely catches all the voices. Um, okay, so socially unacceptable. Um, my socially unacceptable, it is, it is socially unacceptable to make negative comments about the wine the hosts are serving. They may be new to wine or simply have a um, not as broad a palate as you do. Maybe they have a broader palate than you do. Um, plus, it makes you look like an ass. Just going to say it. Don't do anything that makes you look like an ass. Well, <laughs> that's you, our tip for the evening. Okay, so, and, and a lot of people would go, well, I, that stuff doesn't, I, I'm just telling the truth. Okay, I, oh, I struggle with the terminology. I'm just telling the truth. There's a time to tell the truth, and then there's a time to... Um, Hold the truth within because your truth is not everyone else's truth. It's different if you, you know, again, going back to being with a bunch of foodies, if somebody asks for your opinion, that's yes. different. Yes, if they you ask know, for it, that's then different. Then it's like, you know, hey, I really want to know what you guys think of this, you know. Would you like it this way or that way? I mean, then, then it's okay because then it's more of a discussion. Yeah. You know, then it's okay. You've kind of been invited in to do that. I think that's okay. No, I like that. That one's good. Like Any other socially unacceptables? Like, in other words, don't do this. Just don't. Maybe not. I think not we right covered think it all. Covered it. I mean, okay. you know, honestly, I think we have to um, dig deep down sometimes for other people, but we have to go with our common sense. Be aware. Be perhaps? aware of how you would like to be treated or what you would like to hear if you were hosting a party. So I like to mirror match sometimes and just really put myself in my hostess or host situation and then be able to accommodate them accordingly. So I would say use common sense. 
I like that. And in if you don't know what common sense is, look up the dictionary, you know, in the dictionary, look up the definition. It, here here's the here's my favorite thing to tell people. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to say, don't open your mouth and let everybody know that you don't know what to do or say. Say nothing. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Oh, guys, Mike. <laughs> Again, I I find myself very boring here hey, by myself. Bubbles. Can you hear the bubbles? So we're gonna we are um, with our show now national. We have started putting all of our local events on our Facebook pages. So be sure to check them out for um, social events throughout the week. You can go to LB Duchess Socially Savvy Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment. Now we can also check out Table Talk Northwest at tabletalkradio.net or seattlewineandfoodexperience.com, which is a fabulous festival coming up February 23rd. I'm super excited. I just posted that. And then for our singles. So for our singles, it's makeitagreatdate.com. We have an event coming up this coming Saturday on the 23rd from 7 until when we are done partying. <laughs> Lover's Package will be sponsoring, and it's going to be at the Scarlet Lounge in Seattle. Is that only for singles? It's not for singles. It's welcome for everybody. Everybody's welcome to come. Okay. Amazing. First 100 people get swag bags. Oh, I love that. From the Lover's Package? From the, yes. sponsored are by the Lover's <laughs> He'll be able to hear that on the after recording. I love that. Today's sponsors, um, Leone Italian Cellars, Rainier Beer, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Gunner Nordstrom, Pop Chips, Daniel Broiler, the Pain Center of Bellevue, Bellevue, Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Make It a Great Date, Table Talk Northwest, Zico Waters, El Zacatecano, and Santorio's Rose Moscato. Okay, that was a mouthful. Wow. We are finishing the show off with the Rose Moscato, which is a stunning sparkling. Um, so we want to uh, remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. And check us out on iTunes. Make all the social events that you attend better because you were there. And everybody, have a socially savvy week. Ciao, guys. It was a pleasure having you on the show.